imagine this. You're headed out for a pretty regular day, getting ready to jump in your car that admittedly could use to be washed. And in a matter of moments, your wife is being attacked by a rabid bobcat. That was reality for Happy and Christy Wade. And it was quick thinking and a sharp shot that had Happy picking up the six on this fateful day. We're headed to Burgon, North Carolina on this episode of Pick Up the Six Podcast. Happy and Christy Wade, welcome to Pick Up the Six. Thank you, Brian. Thank you for having us. I said, as the, crows fly, as the crow flies, I'm not but not an hour and a half from where you guys are as I sit in our uh, home studios here in Apex, North Carolina. So it's funny that we're from the same state, not but too far away from That's each right. other. So thrilled that y'all are able to join us. And if anybody's seen it, we're going to show the video clip and talk about why you're here today. And it's made its way around the internet, this incredible moment where uh, in a split second, uh, things go from a regular morning to a bit chaotic in your driveway. <laughs> so I'm just so happy to see you too. Thank you. All right. So happy. Why do they call you happy? First and foremost, I got to know. I know that's not your birth name, but uh, they gave you at the hospital. What, what, no, um, when I was born, um, when I came onto this earth, Dr. Hammond in Newburn, North Carolina, told my mother I was grinning from ear to ear and I looked <laughs> I was going to be a happy little boy. And literally ever since that day, I've been called happy. Wow. I do, I do pick and tell people, I said, you know, I am the tallest of all the dwarfs and obviously the best <laughs> or I would not have gotten to marry Snow White. Yeah, I've only heard that a million times. But you, you probably could have kept it going for him. Had he stopped and you could have just kept it going. Well, how, long have you, how long have y'all been married? Tell us, tell me the, the happy Wed, wed or unwed, because I'm. I, I tell people I fell in love with her and would have married her the day I saw her, but she was only 15, so her daddy said no. But uh, We've been married for 30 years this August, and uh, we've known each other for 37 years. That's amazing. You know, uh, High school sweethearts are a real thing. My parents started dating. They were 15 years old. They actually were in the same third grade <laughs> class together. Can you believe oh, no. that? Yeah, then we didn't go back that 15. far. No, yeah. right. <laughs> so y'all from Burgo originally? What's the, where, where are you from? Um, Newburn. Yeah, happy Newburn originally. Um, my father was in the Navy. So I'm from a little bit of everywhere. Both of us, our parents were both in the military, but um, Happy stayed put in North Carolina, whereas my dad's career took us, you know, all over. So I was born in Florida, but can't really claim it other than that's what my birth certificate says. But I came to New Bern when I was in high school. My dad was stationed at Cherry Point with the Marines, and that's how we met. And uh, I went to college in North Carolina. We both did. And uh, when I graduated, we decided to move to Wilmington, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's just about 30 miles east of Burgaw. And we lived there for uh, 27 and a half years. <laughs> and we just decided we were tired of the hustle and the bustle mm-hmm. of Wilmington. And we moved to the beautiful little town of Burgaw. We built a home here and we have uh, a beautiful neighborhood and wonderful neighbors and a great little community. That's amazing. I'm very happy here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's amazing. Uh, folks been traveling to Burgaw quite a bit over the last few years to pick up the six a little bit after some storm damage. And, right, and so we continue right. to think about uh, mm-hmm. communities in that area that are still kind of repairing after the tough floods storms. were the worst yeah. part. Yes, and sir. some of our neighbors were victims of Florence and their home flooded and they now are living in our neighborhood because they were not able to go back to their own homes. Wow. Well, as a, a trio of military brats on the <laughs> podcast here today, uh, thank both of your parents 
for their service to our nation, for, for what they've done and, and for what y'all are continuing to do to, to lead by example and honor their, their service as well. So thank you Likewise, so much yeah. for that. You too, sir. Before we show the video, and if folks haven't seen it yet, making its way around the internet, uh, we're going to play it again. Before we show that, just set me up for, for what this morning is before this, this kitty cat comes running across the street and decides right. to give you guys a hard time. So set me up what that morning's like. So we were leaving that, that morning about 7.20 a.m. to take one of our pets. We have two cats and a dog, and we have a, an older cat that's about 15. We were actually taking her to the vet that morning to have some blood work done. She's on some medication that requires us to check her blood work every once in a while. So we were leaving early that morning to drive into Wilmington, and Happy came out before I did. And um, I've gotten in the habit of doing something that I enjoy, which is baking, and I had made a container full of brownies for the staff and um, Happy had that in his hand and that's what he put on the car with his coffee mug and I came out just a few moments after he said I I need to wash my car <laughs> right. and, uh, and I came out with the cat our cat in the carrier and as I came out from underneath our garage door I heard a growl not my cat <laughs> but I heard a growl beside the gray car that's um in the driveway next to the white SUV. And mm -hmm. I thought, well, that, that sounds like an unhappy kitty cat. <laughs> and uh, I, I look back, you'll see me kind of step back in the video and the cat showed its face around the fender of the car. I knew in an instant what it was. Sure. I, that's not a kitty cat. That's a bobcat. And that's when I took off. Wow. And I don't remember saying it, but I apparently in the video, happy caught that I said, run. <laughs> um she was telling me to run sure your instincts just kick in, in the and moment. so it grabbed my left hand I was trying to push it away and then it crawled up my back and um happy within seconds though came around the back of, of the one of the vehicles and put his hand between the cat's mouth and my neck he said it, it was getting ready to bite my neck and it had already bit my shoulder and climbed all the way up my back um and, and so you see in the video, he says, oh, my God, it's a bobcat. <laughs> and I said to him when I watched it the first time, it took me a while to watch it. I said, well, what did you think it was? He said, I didn't know what it was, Chris. He said, I just knew something was attacking you. And I knew what it was, but he I didn't realize he didn't know what it was. And so it was at that very moment that he realized he had a bobcat in his hand. So he grabbed. And um, that's that's how the morning started. That's what we think. <laughs> what a way to start your day we're going to share yeah. the, a lot of news stories have been done we're going to share the link to those news stories in our show description so folks listening want to mm -hmm. go watch that they can if y'all don't mind i'm going to play the clip so we can hear it so our listeners yes, are here you can hear a lot of what happened you can hear all this dialogue happen we'll come back mm -hmm. we'll talk a little bit more about it. all right so let's take a listen okay all right good morning I need to wash my car. Get out! 
It's a bobcat attacking my wife. A bobcat. It's probably not easy, even if you've watched it a few times or heard it a few times, every time to do that. So I thank you for letting us do that in this moment. Mm-hmm. Um, happy. What I mean, just, just, I've watched you visibly kind of be like, man, this is tough to watch, but why is it so hard to watch? It's my wife. I think this, the screaming, um, mm-hmm. the first time I watched it, I turned the sound down. Mm-hmm. My mother and father, they're 86 and 84. Um, and they asked to see the video. Yeah. <laughs> I was a little afraid to show it to them, um, but they insisted. And we turned the volume off when we showed it the first time, not because of his language, but because of the screaming. And, um, you know, if, if we hadn't had that video, to be quite honest, I'm not sure I would have remembered some of what went on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he took the cat off of me and I ran inside with my cat Um and the next thing I remember, it was hearing the gunshots, which the camera does not pick up. Mm-hmm. Um, someone, I think several people called law enforcement. They were here very quickly. Um, we're so very fortunate in Burgall. We're the county seat for Pender County, for our county. We have uh, the sheriff's office in our in our town, uh, our, our Burgall City Police, and we have a hospital within a mile of our house. Um, so people were here very quickly and there was one other person attacked in our neighborhood 10 minutes before us putting his children in the car for school and um, he he was fortunately the children were in the car the cat jumped on him and I, I believe that he probably had notified someone at that point but we had been contacted um, post-accident by animal control wildlife officers of course the health department and mm-hmm. We stayed here in in Pender County, went to our local hospital because we figured with the incident, it would be easier for everybody to report and get the information. And we couldn't ask for better treatment, better response. And I'm so glad that Happy had his pistol on his hip. (laughs) He always does. Mm -hmm. When I'm I'm not working. working He he taught a class today on a military base and I noticed his pistol was by the bed, you know, when he left. So, but most of the time, if we're out and about running errands and I have a pistol as well, sure. um, and it was in my purse, but at that particular moment, I couldn't tell you where the heck my purse was. So I think I dropped it in the garage. Happy came back in and said they needed my ID. And I said, well, I have no idea right. where my she, purse she is. She dropped it in the garage. We, we have our concealed carry in the state of North Carolina. Um, and the main, well, Going back to why it's hard for me to watch. Sure. She's, um, she, we've been together since she was 15. Um, and, you know, I just, I don't want anything hurting her. And uh, to be able to know that she was hurting bothers me. And, and again, when I grabbed that thing, I honestly didn't know what it was. I just knew something was hurting my wife. Mm-hmm. And at that point, it was like, it's going to stop paying attention to her and it's going to start paying attention to me. And Somebody asked me, were you surprised that Happy did what he did? I said, absolutely not. I said, I've always known he would do anything to protect me, even if it meant giving himself up for me, you know, and I would certainly do the same for him. Of course, I, I had to laugh once I looked at the video a number of times and said, well, gosh, I said, you took that cat off my back and I just, took off, ran in the house and left you. But uh, I, and so I was just trying to get away at that moment. It was a a 
flight, fright or flight. Sure. Uh, well, and also what, again, what a lot of the, the news media doesn't know is she had over 20 puncture wounds. That thing climbed up. It started calf, went up the back of her thigh, you know, the upper part of her, her bottom, her lower back, and it was on her shoulders. If you watch the video, when right before I grab it, you can see the cat's head, right? Mm -hmm. And what happened was, is as she turned, I literally shoved my arm in. That's when I got bit the first time was on my arm and I grabbed its far shoulder and then grabbed it this way. That's how I ended up with it face to face. All I knew was something was biting her. I saw it kind of going at her neck and I just shoved my arm in there. That's all I knew to do and grabbed it. Um, but when she went inside, she was in a lot of pain. She sure. three times and she had over 20 puncture wounds from the claws where it literally just climbed up her back. And so um, I think we were just in, in shock. In shock. Don't expect something to run out and attack you like that. And I've, I've never been bit by an animal before. Sure. Um, Sorry. Go but, ahead. Uh, I could feel the cat, you know, biting my thumb, mm. went all the way down on my thumb. And uh, it let go of my thumb and crawled right up my back. <laughs> so uh, we knew it was not, it wasn't normal behavior. We don't see animals like that. We have woods behind our house, but it did not come from the woods. It came from actually from the direction of Burgall downtown. I want to and talk so, about, I want to talk about sort of being prepared in that moment. I want to come back to that in a second. And happy to, you know, you talk about, you, you stick your arm in there. You're able to pull this thing away. You know, you get it up in the air. That's where you hear that audio. It's a bobcat. You sling it across the yard and then it starts to run away in your brain or like, well, you know, when are you thinking I got to reach back for this pistol and I got to, I got to take this thing out. Okay. So, and, just to be quite honest, when I say, oh, my God, it's a bobcat, it's at that point I realize, oh, my God, I'm holding a bobcat. Right. Okay? It had already bitten me twice at that point. If you watch, I'm, I'm kind of walking with it. Really, I'm thinking, what do I do now? Honestly. Sure. And so I started looking. Now, when we built this house, we picked the lot out. And one of the things that we have behind us is Burgoff Creek. So we've got about, about a three-quarter mile long by about 350-yard deep uh, section of woods, wetlands. It'll never be built on. That's the reason we, we built here, sure. with, you know, the woods behind us. We also have the retention pond. So my thought was, okay, if I kind of get it that way, maybe it'll see an escape route and run. The second thought that I had is there's something wrong with this cat or it wouldn't attack. Sure. Bobcat, I've been hunting all my life. I've seen them. I've, I've taken several bobcats hunting. They're actually really good eating. I was raised, if you're going to pull the trigger, you put it in a pot. So that's how we're raised. And yeah, my wife's telling me, move along, move along. <laughs> I thought we're going to come back next it, week and Happy's got, got 13. Yeah, I'm still talking. No, 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 no. You guys. I thought if I chunk it, two things. It'll either see an escape route, sure. it'll take off, and we're done with it. Or if it'll settle just enough, maybe I've got enough time. So I wanted to create space. Right. That was what I was thinking when I flung that thing as hard as I could. Create space, and it gives me options, okay? Um, it, it didn't really settle. And if you'll watch, as soon as it's, it hits the ground, even before my neighbor runs in, it starts running right back towards the house. When it did, I went... That's it. Yep. I'm going to take this thing. So I immediately go 
to to my to my hip where I keep my pistol and you know tried to be as prepared as I could. As soon as it got to in front of the house, I basically knew, okay, we've got to get this in a position where I can get a good shot at it without it ricocheting, without it. And of course, now you've got several people behind me. You've got neighbors that are coming in. My neighbor comes running in. This is not a, a safe place to shoot. Right. Sure. I did some situational awareness in my head real quick, as quickly as I could anyway. Okay. And it ran back in underneath the car and eventually into the garage where we were able to get it out of the garage and into a position underneath the gray car. Um, and I was able to get the garage door shut. Once I got the garage door shut, I went back around. At this time, there's probably nine, 10 people out there. Everybody's wanting to take a picture of the thing. And you can hear, you can even hear me even before I'm saying, get out, get out, watch out, watch out. It's a bobcat trying to keep people back. Um, so I positioned myself at the back between my house and the house next door to me. Again, there's nothing but woods back there. Now we got a fence. So I positioned myself. One of my neighbors, I think, was trying to take a picture. I don't know for sure. I just caught a glimpse out of the side of my eye. That bobcat came out. I'm going to be honest. My first shot was a clean miss. Okay. I had so much adrenaline. Sure. It's easy shooting a paper target. Sure. Paper targets don't move. They're not growling. They're, you know, pretty stationary and it's kind of easy once you get zoned in. Yes, sir. Was moving, growling, snarling, just attacked my wife. I've been bitten three times. I've got my arm stretched up pretty good. I took a deep breath. It paused when I shot it, run back up underneath the car. It came out again. It looked like to me it was trying to go at my neighbor. And when it did, I was able to shoot it in the shoulder. Now, and I mean this when I say it, I wish I could have put that thing down quickly. It didn't work out that way. I, I injured it really good and it crawled back up underneath the car. Within 30 seconds of me making that second shot that I did shoot it, um, the deputy sheriff showed up. Could not have been a nicer gentleman, but he had a job to do also. His first command to me was, sir, I need you to put your weapon sure. down, gun down. And I said, there's a bobcat that just attacked my wife. He said, I need you to put it down now. And so I dropped the magazine. I cleared it. I locked it open. I showed him both pieces. So he yep. saw that it was not, you know, dangerous at that point. And he thanked me and he said, I've got this. You need to go check on your wife. Wow. You need to go get seen by medical attention. You're bleeding. Okay. So I went inside the house, come back out because they were looking after her. Uh, and again, the, the ambulance people, our, our local city police officers and the deputy sheriffs, all of them could not have been nicer and more respectful. And while he while he was inside, they they allowed the cat to go along our fence line into the woods behind our house, and they one shot they put it out of its misery. Yeah. So they were able to. Uh, we knew we needed to get it to have it tested. Sure. And the poor animal, you know, was very sick. Mm -hmm. So people have said, "Why do you think it attacked you?" Because that you see the runner. Uh, several neighbors said they had just been outside to get something out of their car. I really think looking back on it, I don't think it saw my cat from across the street. I think that when it saw me around the corner of the car, it it perhaps sensed that I had my cat in the carrier. Mm -hmm. and or she, maybe and even she, heard her. She yeah. perhaps might have meowed. meowed. <laughs> She's not yeah. a loud animal. I didn't hear anything, but um, I think... 
I think looking back on it, it was when it looked at me, when it came around, it realized I had a, a cap. Yep. Um, that I, and, and why did it come across the street? I, I don't know. Um, it was just that we're, we were glad it was, you know, us and not some of the small children in our neighborhood or the elderly people that were walking, you see mm-hmm. later walking their dogs. Uh, we have a, a neighbor who, a couple of neighbors who have brand new babies. You know, mm-hmm. if they had been out there walking with the baby in a carrier, I just, you know, so many different scenarios you think about. Sure. Um, and now you probably just run all that through your mind. What if this, what if that, but in that yeah. moment, things yeah. take place the way but they do, it, yeah. you know, they just, but he saved, yeah, he saved my life that morning. Um, if I had been by myself, I just shudder to think what the cat would have done and what I could have done. I could not have gotten to my pistol. Uh, I had it with me, but I didn't have it on me. Um, I really, I really don't know what I would have done. I don't know if at some point it would have let go of me. Um, our cat was probably the safest of all of us because she was in her carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, poor thing was a little shook up, but she was okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it was it was a God thing. God was with us that morning. We know He was. Um, it happened. Um, God didn't let us want us to get hurt. It's just the way things happen. But so many other things could have gone bad and wrong. And then so many things went right that morning. Mm-hmm. So many people came in an instant when it was over that helped us, came in to take care of me, to comfort Happy, because he was actually, after it happened, pretty shook up. Sure, the sure. adrenaline hit. So, sure. um, and the people at the hospital took good care of us. And uh, we uh, not only did the rabies protocol, but we were on antibiotics. So we took enough antibiotics, I think, to clean an elephant. So oh we- goodness. <laughs> Who would have thought a year, a year after the start of this dang COVID pandemic, it's, yeah. it's a yeah. rabid bobcat. That's well, and, and I asked the, I asked the health department when they called me the next day to tell me that the animal had tested rabid. I said, how many cases of rabies do we see in our area? And she said, this was the first case we've had in over a year, Wow, which I thought was pretty impressive. But our purpose for talking about the event, event, you know, after we got the attention was to number one, encourage people to make sure your pets are vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, we wanted to make sure that people knew that ha- Happy was criticized with, by some people for being cruel to the bobcat. <laughs> Um, some people even criticized him for pulling a gun out, but you know, you're going to get, you're going to get that, but they're not in our position. Um, Mm -hmm. we just wanted the truth to come, to come out and, Mm -hmm. uh, and it was very frightening, but we're very grateful. We feel very fortunate that it ended as well as it did. Well, I'm incredibly grateful for your willingness to share the story at the lengths of what you've done tonight and, and to be able to talk about, that the vulnerability of that moment, right? Happy gets choked up, right? Thinking about someone's something's trying to hurt his wife. Mm-hmm. That there's such pure vulnerability in that. I just I love your heart. And in that moment, your preparedness, mm-hmm. your preparedness mm-hmm. for not knowing what the day may bring your way, and you're prepared to right. take that on. We're, we're gonna stop recording here in a few moments. Okay. I'm range to get a little time in this evening. And again, I know it's a paper target happy. So it's not the level of which you had to deal with over the last few weeks, but to ensure that you are prepared. I mean, you got to be ready. Mm-hmm. You don't know what life is going to throw at you. But I also heard you say too, 
that thing could have hurt a lot of other people. And you did yeah, what you in the moment to make, because could you imagine living with yourself? No. Away, I, even, I, even, I even said that on one of the television interviews. I said, in my heart, morally, as, as somebody who does have morals, if I didn't do everything that I could do, and I found out later that it hurt or attacked somebody else, yep. it would have bothered me forever. I, I just, I don't even want to begin to think about that. So well, it's like I told her, the reason I wanted her to get her concealed carry is if I'm not here and she's in the bedroom, I told her at night, I said, get in the bedroom if I'm running late or if I'm traveling or whatever. I said, they can have anything in this house they want. But if somebody comes to that door, they're not supposed to be in our house. I don't care. They can take the TVs. They can have it all. I want you to be able to say no and mean it. Mm -hmm. Okay. There's nothing, nothing that can't be replaced. I've got some really nice things, but nothing as nice as her. <laughs> Hopefully we never have to use that. You're going to get me a little emotional. I mean, it's really, it is really, really incredible. What an amazing, beautiful bond of just, you know, all these well, years. We're lucky. Together. Absolutely. I know, I know I'm lucky. Been good. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, yes sir. sir. And God puts you in position to be on the other side of that van, to be able to step in and, mm -hmm. and make things happen on a day where an incredible moment like that test you, but you come out on the <laughs> other side and you're able to share your story and maybe people can hear it and learn from it a little bit. Well, you know, I heard one time they said a thief does not rob an empty house and a devil does not attack an empty soul. Beautiful. Beautiful. God, I love you guys. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. That's Happy and Christy Wade. I'm Brian Jodis, and this has been Pick Up the Six Podcast.